Welcome to Future Insiders, a podcast about the future of tech, business, and humanity. I am your host, Kathy Hackle. Today, I'm talking to Nick Ciora and Guy Edgar from InSounds about why sound is so important for immersion. to Future Insiders. Today I'm joined by Guy Edgar and Nick Ciora from InSounds. How are y'all? Doing great. How are you doing? Good. Thank you. Good, good. And I'm really excited about today's episode because we'll be talking about the future of audio. And um, in my personal view, I think sometimes the other senses that are not the visual senses, uh, people forget about how important those are for for immersion, for, for, for kind of where augmented reality, virtual reality, extended reality, where we're all going with this. Um, so I'm really excited to have you guys here. Uh, as you know, I, I believe you guys are true pioneers in the work you're doing. So maybe we can start with each of you guys uh, introducing yourselves and introducing what InSounds is doing. So uh, Guy, do you want to start? Sure, I'll take it. Um, so Guy Edgar, one of three co-founders and the CEO of InSounds. Uh, we uh, started the InSounds uh, early 2016. Uh, we're 24 people uh, today. And, and, and basically what we do over, um, is, is we, um, we capture audio um, out of the box uh, um, at the source in uh, 6DOF. Uh, we represent each one of the sources in space in such a way that it, be consu- it, it can be consu- consumed rightfully. Um, over a six-dof um, um, delivery system, uh, be the method or the device um, as, as one wishes. Um, and, and we do that with software, lots of software and AI, um, and, and, and sensors that are, are sitting at the four corners of, of a space, so to speak, and that enables us to, um, and to do the magic. That's awesome. And Nick, do you want to say hi? Sure. Hey, how's it going? I'm Nick Shura and um, serve as InSounds Chief Strategy Officer here in New York and uh, work with InSounds in their, in their pro- approach to market and understanding applications for the, the technology solution uh, and generally in the uh, advanced media and immersive media space um, across the board. Thank you for the opportunity, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you guys are here. And uh, I want to kind of start maybe by telling folks a little bit about, uh, maybe Guy, you can talk a little bit about how the idea of creating InSounds or founding InSounds came to you. Like, what were some of the things that you were seeing that you thought needed to be changed and, and why you started InSounds? Um, sure, thanks for that, for the opportunity to, to really talk about the uh, kind of the history and the early days so really, um, early days, what we saw was that uh, people are investing a lot in turning a 2D kind of audio feed into a more immersive side. And we saw a lot of investment on the visual side um, without real um, efforts on, on the audio. So the visual is, is, is getting ahead by far. And we, we you know, ask ourselves, how can we, um, from an audio perspective, help? And we saw how much manual work um, is being invested and how complex it is to put microphones and, and sleek microphones all over 
in order to later on uh, build the, the scenario. And actually the initial, if, if I take the initial idea for the company, it, it came out of sports and my, my partner um, set at the 76ers game and he saw the players that are speaking to each other and he said, how can we deliver uh, this experience to people who are watching you know, sports um, at home? And while, while the initial idea uh, came to sport, we, um, as, I've, as I've mentioned, we very quickly moved into virtual productions in virtual studio and how uh, we can we can enhance really the experience and bring it to real life experience like uh, where audio is is really as you mentioned Kathy it's 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 a sense it gives the context it it kind of gives the feeling and and we wanted to make sure that that it's part of of a total experience out there. Yeah, and I agree. I feel like audio is critical. Um, if you're doing, you know, any type of uh, extended reality, uh, if it, if there's if the audio is not there, if the audio is not great, it breaks. You know, the visuals could be great, but it breaks that kind of immersion a hundred percent. And I do love that you know that your observation started in sports. I'm I'm a soccer fan. And I've always wondered like, what are they saying? <laughs> even if they're talk, even if they're talking smack, maybe sometimes you want to hear it, right? Maybe not in a family friendly setting, but. <laughs> no, I totally always because, that. because this is yeah as, as you said this is this is really the feeling the emotional piece of of any you know any experience we have in life so yeah and and i i would just quickly add when i you know what was fascinating to me about you know in sounds you know having had so many uh, kathy to your point having had so many experiences uh in in immersive reality and really having that that feeling that when when like you said when the sound is off and what sound off uh, you know sort of not having it be uh really married or synchronized with sort of the persistent virtualized presence of of where your your you know your parallax is at the end of the day that that just ends the whole experience right there and 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 that was you know as as guy was saying what was the start of this thing i think early days when we thought about use cases certainly you know it was it was two things. One, one was that a lot of the energy went into transforming 2D audio into spatial by way of, you know, software. And then the other piece of the equation was obviously on the computer vision side, there was just so much energy, effort, and, um, you know, and capital that was going into that side of it. Uh, and at the end of the day, really one of the most fascinating pieces of, of InSound is, you know, the engineers are state of the art. And at its heart, what they're doing is they are recreating the human auditory system. And the human auditory system is an amazing thing in that, you know, to your point, it's not only spatial sound, it's not only understanding sound from a 3D or 6 off perspective. Spatial sound gives us as humans and 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 certainly, you know, having talked talk, talk to a lot of dolphins and bats, they'll tell you as well. Right, you know, sort of, yeah. it, it gives you so much more. If you can take every X, Y, Z axis in a, in a spatial envelope, it, it tells you a lot about the size of room. It tells you how many sound sources are in that room, echolocation. It tells you directionality, who's facing uh, what. And so by essentially, you know, again, using deep neural 
uh, AI by, by being able to, at the source, capture this full spatial understanding, it allows us a tremendous, uh, tremendous amount of use case out there to, to go apply, even beyond simply um, the, the pure sound piece of the equation. Yeah, and Nick, you, last time I spoke to you, um, you used a term, and I, I, it actually stuck with me. Uh, instead of you know computer vision, which is a visual use of the technology, I think you used computer listening. Was that the word that you used last time we spoke? I, I did, and I, I'm going to shout out some of the folks at the company, uh, Ophir uh, Bar-Levy and uh, Efrat Kotler, who, who kind of helped coin this phrase. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really at the end of the day, it's this notion that 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 the this software solution, uh, again, at its source, you know, at just like we're having a conversation and at the source, we're understanding what we're saying. This uh, essentially uses machine understanding or machine intelligence to listen, and listening, like I said, is is far more than the sum of its parts. It's more than just hearing sound, it's understanding environments and, and so on and so forth. It's, it's very much what this is about. It's not a, it's not a uh, translation software, so to speak, from 2D to 3D. It really is uh, uh, you know, deep neural um, uh, intelligence purely on the auditory side, purely on the listening side. Yeah, it's so exciting. And uh, Guy, do you want to maybe add a little bit about, obviously you guys can't share who you're working with, but maybe in a very broad way, share some of the things that you guys are doing, um, you know, with some of those big, uh, big clients that you have lined up. Sure. So, um, and Nick, feel free to, uh, to add your layer here. And um, so, uh, about two years ago, we started working with one of the uh, bigger uh, technology companies and and the work started really with a, with a virtual telepresence. So part of the VR experience, how do you, um, you know, being teleported virtually into a different um, environment, and and how do you keep um, the um, the audio and or or set the audio in such a way that both sides will feel um, as if the, the person being teleported is part of the scene. And, and as you, you know, when we speak about Sixdorf and, and the, the depth of, of the visual piece, when we move in space, how do we keep um, alignment between my virtual position as the, as the person being teleported in all the different sources within the uh, within the room that I'm I'm being moved to, and so that that's how we started, and 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 the um, the extension of that uh, went into two additional I would say uh, places. The first um, is really how do you produce content in Sixdorf um, in a in a very simple, efficient, and intuitive way. So think about a YouTuber at home. How do you enable a YouTuber-like person that would like to uh, uh, put together a sixth of content, do it without you know all the um, all the extra work that that usually um, needs to happen? Um, so that that's one thing that we do, and we are actually um, delivering the um, the first. Um, um, SDK piece, uh, final version in two weeks. And the, the other side of it is really around AR glasses. 
and, and how do you provide both superpowers in terms of hearing to people who are using AR glasses, that's one. And then how do you do um, audio filters? So you walk you know, with an AR glasses in the street, you have a specific sound, maybe it's even consistent. And how do you take that and change that to a sound that you would like to hear rather than you know, the original sound? So that's, that's some of the pieces that we're doing. And, and on the other side is really the a, a virtual studio. And how do you enable audio as part of the virtual studio production? And this is where we work with some of the uh, TV studios uh, to start with. Yeah, and, and as a former TV uh, reporter and producer, I de can definitely attest to how important audio is within the studio when you're, you know, when you're uh, sharing, when you're presenting the news and everything. So I'm, I'm excited to see the work you're doing there. Um, but Guy, you had me at AR glasses because that's, <laughs> that's my language. You're speaking my language. So um, Nick, I want to hear from you. Um, obviously, Guy mentioned AR glasses, but, you know, I, I mentioned and I talk a lot about the need eventually that Every, every store from brick and mortar to small mom and pop sh shops, are, they're going to need spatial programming. They're going to need content that syncs to their, their AR glasses. And some of that content will be visual, and a lot of that content will be through audio, right? There will be um, content that we hear. So I do want to, you know, maybe you can walk us through how you envision uh, in sounds being part of that spatial programming in the way that brands and businesses are going to need this in the future? That's a, that's a fantastic question. Um, you know, I, I look at what we're doing right here. We're doing a podcast, right? And, and why are we doing a podcast? Because they're super popular, you know? And I think, you know, the, the, I think with respect to content creation that is out of volumetric world, I think what you're going to see is, is a lot of programming and a lot of content distribution that is, that is as much out of this notion of, of presence. You know, I, I see where some of the bigger companies are going uh, strategically and my sense of, of the need for these tools and the need for these solutions is really around creating, you know, sort of uh, collective experiences and, and storytelling and that sort of thing. And I think what you're gonna see in the future is the ability for whether it's, as you said, retail or it's, um, it's more uh, in industrial enterprise or it's you know, collections of communities or groups or that sort of thing, you're gonna see the ability for say in AR glasses and, and in that space, whether it's on the computer vision side or the, or the audio side, I think you're gonna see this melding, right? So that you know, you guy and myself, we're uh, AR glasses, uh, we're, we're wearable geeks. And so we vibe out on this, we invite other folks to our world. If you, no if you notice companies like, you know, Facebook, they're, they've now kind of, the, the notion of a giant social collective or community feed and those kinds of user, user journeys are really kind of being whittled down more around a group of, of hyper like-minded uh, um, folks. And I think that that's what you're going to see, I believe, on the wearable stage. What you're going to see is that, that, that wearables are essentially a continuation of their strategic journey in creating smaller community interaction 
smaller, like-minded, therefore more powerful community engagement and that sort of thing. So I might be walking past, uh, you know, whatever retail store, but I might be chatting, we might be having this conversation and you guys are floating in my in my universe. You're floating in my space and time. And as I pass that store, I might get be uh, geolocated to that retail experience and that retail experience might be an immersive museum or, or that sort of thing or Arcadia Earth. And as we walk by, you know, you guys are immediately uh, invited into my space. And maybe as I'm walking down to the street that, you know, that museum calls out to us in some way. The, the notion of, you know, experiential and immersive promotion and uh, the ability for us to enjoy and learn about that moment in time together, I think is I think is what we're, uh, what we're, you know, where we're headed. I, I should just quickly say, you know, part of the work that we do um, in this space for, for uh, smart glasses and wearables is in fact to create one, uh, one sound environment. So what's super distracting in this space is if there's three of us, plus you have the retail store who wants to float us a, you know, a, a, let's just say a promotion, a experiential or, or um, immersive type promotion. Now, all of a sudden we have five sound environments. It's me, it's a guy, it's yourself, it's the store's audio, and then it's the audio out there, right? So my speaker, your speaker, guy's speaker, the store, and then ambient noise. And so this is actually the world in which our use cases are directly applicable in which which as Guy was saying that we can't mention names, uh, you know, one of the larger Silicon Valley uh, technology companies were deeply engaged with them in solving the, this notion of immersive sound. Who, who, you know, let's pick a quote unquote room um, mm -hmm. and let's also decide, you know, when Kathy speaks, she should have a certain uh, volume level, a certain tonality, a, a certain timbre. Uh, and then all of this has to happen in real time. So it's, it's, it's fascinating stuff. And um, certainly in my earlier, early days in advanced media and, and, and certainly pr even prior to that, I came out of the music industry. Uh, you know, I remember selecting rooms on my guitar amp, you know, or my processor. And it was like hall or concert, uh, concert hall or, um, you know, a small room and that sort of thing. And, and it's, it's very much like that. It's very much about that. And quite frankly, on the virtual production side, the concepts are not dissimilar. Mm -hmm. And I would say, so I write a lot about the metaverse, right? When the world becomes machine readable and searchable and likable and clickable and, and kind of we meet the humans and machines meet in this space, in this space, this world that they both can see. Um, and I think that, you know, I've been focusing a lot on the visual, but I think that the audio portion, as I hear you guys speak, becomes clearer to me on how important this is this, you know, the work that you guys are doing in audio is incredibly important for enabling that metaverse or that AR cloud or whatever it is that, you know, that whichever term we want to use. So, so I definitely think it's really interesting. And as a futurist, I also try to think about, you know, how does this, what are the links that I'm seeing here, right? And, um, and I think about back in the day when people used to sit around the radio, right, and listen to War of the Worlds or, or what have you. And, and it was this joint 
just joint experience, right? Everyone was having this joint audio experience and I feel that you guys are bringing that back in some way. And I'm really excited to see what, what you'll be doing. Um, you know, and who knows, maybe like you said, maybe in the future uh, podcast will, will be done with your technology and maybe, uh, you know, maybe I could be one of the first <laughs> to have this type of spatial podcast. That would be amazing. Um, so we're getting towards the end of our time together. So I do want to give, give each one of you guys a chance um, to tell me uh, what is something you've seen lately related to the future, the future of X, it could be the future of anything that you're excited about. It could be, uh, you know, a, a new piece of technology, a piece of news or anything you've seen that you're excited about and also how folks can reach you. So um, Guy, let's, uh, let's start with you. What are you excited about that you're seeing future wise and how can, fo how can folks connect with you? So because I'm so deeply invested in, in what we do in XR, um, I think that some of the pieces that I've seen uh, going around, you know, the devices themselves, the, the, the ability to represent um, uh, you know, virtually uh, different places is, is amazing. Uh, the depth of, of, I would say, pixels and the and the clarity around you know the the experience and the fact that really um, um, people are are looking now at a, at a complete experience so so it's not only about the visual it's the total experience of making us better understand and feel um, any scene so to speak and and for me it takes me into more educational um, um, places many times on on how can we in a way create even future potential experiences today that people can can really understand what they would feel if something would happen so so that's that's uh, that's something that excites me and and the way to uh, reach me is either by by email or over linkedin and i'm always there and I'll be including a link to your uh, LinkedIn profiles on uh, in the description of the show. So uh, Nick, now over to you. Uh, what are you excited about FutureWise and how can folks reach out to you? Absolutely, thank you. Um, I would say twofold for me. One is, you, you know, you spoke about the metaverse and I think some of the impediments to, you know, to fully persistent virtualized worlds, you know, is really the ability to continually capture um, I'll say volumetrically or or in a, in a manner that allows you to be immediately immersed, uh, and so this notion of kind of real time volumetric capture, I think is, you know, is just wondrous and 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 there's in no short order, you know, should 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 in sounds go without um, you know the shout out here, not because I'm part of the team, but it's really this is, I think that's what's missing, right? Is mm -hmm is the ability for us to go real time right up to that mirror world. Uh, again, no matter, you know, if our little clan here of, of, of wearable geeks uh, is 50 or 100, um, you know, that, that shouldn't be, uh, there shouldn't be any friction or fracture there in the technology's ability to portal us up, if you will. So I'm super excited about that, that those types of technologies and obviously in sounds on the, on the, on the, on the, on the four there. And then, you know, the other thing that just, I, I, I come out, I come from a world that's really, for me, super, I'm super inspired by just the fact that 
really the next great creator innovator class is upon us. I think that the ability for all of these technologies and on the science side and on the art side to be smashed together in this moment is, is just going to mean this, you know, self-propelling world of, uh, you know, brilliant young minds um, and collecting those minds and empowering those minds, I, I think is just an exciting place to be in the world. I agree. And how can folks uh, reach out to you if they want to connect? LinkedIn. That's probably the best, easiest way. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, guys, uh, Guy and Nick, <laughs> uh, for being on Future Insiders. It has been a true delight. And, you know, maybe in the future, in five years or four or three, uh, we'll be doing this uh, using InSound's technology. Would love to enable that, Kathy. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Future Insiders. I hope you'll join me for more interviews about the future. And don't forget to subscribe and tell a friend about the podcast.